To us, magic sounds like this extraordinary thing. Pulling a rabbit out of the hat, coming out of nowhere. But it's here, it's real. And the more that we are open to the unseen, to the energies of this world, to abundance and manifesting, to calling in and growing, the more we'll be able to call magic into our lives. Join me as I share stories, wisdom, and curiosity around connecting with your higher frequency, tapping into the synchronicities of the universe, and opening up to the unseen possibilities that this world has to offer. I am your host, Dana Fay, and this is the Ordinary Magic Podcast. Hi, everyone. Today, I am going to be talking about your human design and specifically your energy type. Do you know what your energy type is yet? If you don't, please DM me at Dana.Fay on Instagram or TikTok, and I will send you a PDF with your energy type, your profile, and your authority on it. Those are the first layers of human design. So today I want to talk just very basically about the five different energy types. This is oftentimes where people get started when they learn about human design. So human design is a system that helps you uncover who you are under all of life's conditioning. It is helping us go from a very homogenized world to a dehomogenized world and allow us to really move into an individual space. Now that a lot of people are in a position where they're not as worried about just surviving and putting food on the table, they can really start a self-inquiry practice. And human design is a great tool to bring awareness to you. Who are you? Who is your soul? What have you come here to learn on this earth school? The whole concept of you are a soul living in a human body is what human design paints the picture of. It really helps us see what your soul came here to experience and the type of body that it wanted to be born in, the type of intuition it wanted, the type of wisdom, the type of maybe shadow energy or things that it wanted to work through in this lifetime. Human design really paints that picture for you. But in summary, it is a wonderful cheat sheet for you to figure out who you are under all the shoulds of the world, all of what people are telling you of who you should be or what you should go for or what you should strive for. Human design is just such a fantastic tool to really show you who you are. And it's crazy that we don't have that awareness (laughs) in the first place, but that's life, isn't it? That's the age of information. We have a lot of information coming towards us. We had a lot of conditioning in regards to where we grew up, the family we were a part of, the friends we had. And now as we move through this great change, as the energies on this planet are changing, especially into 2027, we can really start to unpack who we truly are. What is our soul's true desires? How can we work with our energy to live a more aligned and easeful life. And human design helps us do just that. So let's dive down the five different energy types and in no particular order, but I am going to start with manifestors because I think their name explains what they are the easiest. Uh, Manifestors make up around eight to 9% of this world's population. And they are here to do just that. They're here to manifest. And hundreds of years ago, there used to be a lot more manifestors on this planet because we didn't have technology. By the way, I just think this is the most fun fact ever, that there were a lot more because there would be a manifestor on one side of 
the earth manifesting the same thing that another manifester would be manifesting on the other side of the earth. And I have heard some human design language say that oftentimes hundreds of years ago, investors were the kings and queens of this earth, which is so cool and interesting. But these days, the new age manifestors, you guys can be anyone. But what you need to know is that your energy works in surges. You don't have consistent access to energy every day. You have this huge manifestor surge that just comes on maybe what feels like out of nowhere. You might get this idea or this feeling in your body and you want to create that, whether that's you know a new business or just a piece of art or a document. As a manifester, you get this idea that isn't available to somebody else. You get this energy that is not available to other types, and it wants you to go. It's like a 200% all the way, fast, fast, fast. And then at some point when your manifesting is done in regards to that, you need to retreat and rest. The energy is not going to be there every day, 24 hours, seven days a week. It's going to come. You're going to get your what we call a manifester surge, and then you're going to need to retreat and rest and allow yourself to not have FOMO or be nervous that you are in a season of not manifesting. So manifestors, your auras can oftentimes be considered a little bit repelling (laughs) through human design language, which doesn't sound that great, but basically Because you have this energy that is unavailable to others and you get this manifester surge, you just oftentimes assume other people are on the same page as you. And actually, your strategy in human design is to inform, to actually inform those around you of what you're about to do before you do it. And that doesn't mean asking for permission, no, just informing. Because as a manifester, you oftentimes just assume everybody else is on the same page as you. And when a manifester goes and does something, you're like, whoa, (laughs) you know, what's going on? The other energy types feel a little bit off-putting by your energy. It is big. It is loud. And I have kind of an example of this. I hope my brother's okay with me sharing. He's a manifester. And just, I think, a year ago, or not even... He apparently like shaved his head and came downstairs and just walked into the living room where his girlfriend was sitting. (laughs) He didn't inform her that he was going to go shave his head. He just got this manifester urge and he went and shaved his head. (laughs) And it doesn't come natural to manifestors to inform. That is not a natural thing, especially because when they were children and they wanted to just go do the manifestor thing that they wanted to do, oftentimes maybe an adult or an authority figure would tell them they can't do that. So they've been conditioned to feel like, well, if I tell somebody what I'm about to do, they might not let me. Another example from my brother, he got a bunch of chickens. He decided he wanted to try hatching his own chicken um, from some eggs that he got from a farmer. And again, did not ask (laughs) his loving girlfriend if that's a good idea. Didn't inform her that he was planning on doing this. And when she asked, why didn't you inform me? He said, well, I was nervous you were going to tell me not to do it. And that's exactly it for a manifester. They're protective of their energy. They're protective of this surge, this pull to just go, manifest, start something. So that's the manifester. They're meant to start things. They are initiators. They are manifesting things. But they don't necessarily need to finish. They don't have to carry out the whole project themselves. 
this is where the other energy types come in. And this is the best part about human design is it's teaching us to individuate, but it's also teaching us how to work together. We are meant to collaborate. So let's go to the next types. It's going to be, I'm going to explain generators and manifesting generators kind of at the same time. They are both sacral beings, which means they have their sacral motor defined. And between the two types, they make up around 70% of the population. There's a little bit more manifesting generators than there are generators. But here are the things that are similar about them. They have the sacral motor defined. They have an engine that can keep going, keep working, keep working on a hobby, keep playing, keep creating, as long as they're saying yes to things that bring them satisfaction. As long as they're doing things they love, they are doers. But that energy, their sacral motor, which is located, you know, around your belly button, a little bit lower in your gut. It's your gut feelings. It can get very depleted when generators and manifesting generators are saying yes to things that are not in alignment for them. When they're working for somebody else or they're working for some on somebody else's creation, maybe a manifestors that they shouldn't be. And that's not to say they can't work for someone. Absolutely. Say yes to the things that get their gut really excited. But they're not meant to be working on things that don't light them up. And to look at the hundreds of years ago lens of human design, when the kings and queens were manifestors, all the workers were generators and MGs and because they have the energy for it, but they weren't really necessarily working on their passions. So it's so exciting that we're in a modern day today where generators and MGs can really step into their own power and allow the universe to come to them because their aura is actually very magnetic and things come to them if they create space for it. And if they are saying yes to the things that bring them satisfaction and no to the things that would really frustrate them. It's really important to know that yes, as a generator and MG, your aura is very magnetic if you are in alignment. But if you're not, you might be kind of coming up against some hard times, or maybe your schedule is so full working on other people's passions that you haven't left any room for the universe to bring things to you. So the strategy for manifesting generators and generators is to respond to the universe. They are supposed to allow the universe to come to them because they have that magnetic aura and then just simply say yes or no to the things, or maybe, or I'll respond tomorrow. There's a full spectrum. It doesn't have to be a hell yes or a hell no. It can just be a like, hmm, yeah, I feel kind of good about that. Let me let me get back to you tomorrow. And the more that they say yes to the things that are in alignment for them, the more energy they generate and they can go, go, go all day. Now, the difference between generators and MGs generators are more singularly focused. They can focus on one activity for a very long time and oftentimes can see that activity through. Even if they plateau on something, they probably just need something new to respond to, to reinvigorate them on their original excitement around that thing. So generators can really hone in and focus. They are mega sparkly. If you are around a generator who is really in alignment, you just feel their sparkle. You get their life force energy. And that's what they're here for, to give the life force energy to the non-energy types, which are the manifestors and the two other ones that we're going to get to in a minute here. And then MGs, short for manifesting generators, 
are less singularly focused. They are multi-passionate doers. They are meant to do many things at once or to start something work on it as long as their sacral motor is excited. And then as soon as they're not excited and they feel kind of frustrated or their body doesn't feel like it wants to be there anymore, they're meant to move on to the next thing. MGs are meant to show the world a new way of doing things. And they have that little bit of a manifestor energy in them. So even though their strategy is to wait for the universe to come to them and respond, personally, I'm an MG and I have noticed that my loved ones like me a little bit more if I do inform them on what I'm up to. And it doesn't come easy. I don't notice that I just assume they're reading my thoughts or I just assume they're as fast as me. MGs are incredibly fast. They pivot often. And just like manifestors, especially when they're on that energy high, they just think everyone's on the same page as them. That isn't always necessarily true. So some challenges for MGs and generators is tuning in to your sacral motor. That is your homework. That is the most important. First of all, can you even hear it? Can you feel it? When somebody presents something to you, and it's important that when they present it to you, they give you options. Open-ended questions are really hard for these sacral beings to answer. They need two options. Do you want to eat apples or do you want to eat oranges? Your body has the intuition. Your gut, your sacral motor has the intuition to pick either the apple or the orange. And so to start to play around with that, if you're an MG or generator in your everyday life right now, like, can you feel in your gut around your belly button area if you're excited about something or if you're repulsed by something? Are you feeling frustrated throughout the day? That's your guidepost that maybe that's not something you should be doing. What do you get more energy around and you didn't even notice you got more energy around it until like a half an hour later? That's something for you to take note of and go, okay, this is something that energizes my life force energy. When I energize my life force energy, I emanate it out into the world, which is your biggest job as a generator and MG is to help the earth by putting out your life force energy for all the energy types to receive as well. We've got the manifestors. They are here to initiate. They get these big surges and they're ready to create something. Then we have the generators and the MGs. They are our doers. They have the life force energy, the sacral motor to go, go, go as long as they are lit up about what they're doing. Generators can focus on maybe one thing at a time and manifesting generators are more bouncing all over the place. Many tabs open on the internet browser and it's totally okay for them from societal standards to seem flaky, even though they're not flaky at all. They're jumping around and they're going to make sense of everything they're excited about at some point in their journey. And that's all that matters is to release the control for everyone and just allow everything to happen from your, from your body, from your intuition. Let's go next to the projectors. They make up around 20% of the population. And the projector energy type first came here around 1781. And they are here to be our guides. They see deeply into the other energy types. They see deeply into people and systems. They don't have that sacral motor. They aren't meant to work all day. Their success isn't defined by all of the energy output that they've had. Their success is defined by how well they saw someone, how well they saw a process and how well they guided, especially generators and MGs, 
on their process of using their sacral life force energy better and more efficient. So projectors, your strategy is to wait for the invitation. And that's because you are such a wealth of knowledge. You have open centers that have the ability to create wisdom of really being with another person and seeing them on a deeper energetic level. It's so special. A lot of projectors make wonderful coaches, guides, therapists, you name it. But there's also some I know who are great like software engineer because they see systems really well or great organizers. So for projectors, it's really important that you are seen. It's important that you put yourself out there, but that you don't force yourself upon someone with all of the wisdom that you have. And that can be really hard. And when projectors feel like people aren't seeing them, they feel really bitter. They're like so bitter because they're like, I have the answer. And again, just like manifestors, that's really hard for a projector child. A projector child can see things in a way that other energy types can't see. And oftentimes an adult might say, hey, no, you're coming off a little snarky because you're being a know-it-all or something like that. And that's just not simply true. They're just using their gift of being a, a wonderful projector. So it's important for projectors to give themselves permission to just do their thing, work on their hobbies. What are you really interested in? All projectors are really gifted at at least one thing. And if you don't know what that is as a projector, ask your friends. I can think of a projector friend who is just amazing at organizing. She's amazing at marketing. She's amazing at gift giving. She's amazing at including all her family and kind of being the leader and the hub and the person to go to kind of to her detriment almost, because as a projector, she should be resting a little bit more than that. But she's so good. And people in her life who know that, they invite her in to share her wisdom about marketing, to share her wisdom about communication, to ask her what event we should put together for Christmas this year. Those are the things she's invited in on. Oftentimes, a projector's energy can feel really inviting for the other energy types to say, hey, can you give me your opinion on XYZ? Or hey, I'm walking through this, this life situation. You know, What's your perspective? And when invited in, that person instantly believes the projector. It instantly sees that projector as someone who can really help and guide them. When not invited in, a projector just gives their opinion. That person might feel a little repulsed and like, hey, I didn't ask you for your opinion you know, don't be a know-it-all. I'm not ready to go there. I know you can see deeply my, my shadows and faults, but I'm not ready to work on that. So if you're a projector, step one, just work on the things that you really love to do and you're really good at, because those are the talents to hone. To Then step two, showcase advertise yourself. And we can get a little more nuanced in your human design chart to show if you are supposed to network with people in your inner circle or maybe with strangers that can tell you. But first of all, just put yourself out there in the way that feels good and comfortable and be open to invitations. Those can look as straight up somebody asking you for your advice or someone telling you a story and you feel the energy from them that they have invited you in because of them sharing. They're being vulnerable and they have invited you in for you to share. Or simply you can ask. You when you even like say you're in a team meeting, "Hey guys, I have a view about this that's a little bit different. Do you mind if I share that?" 
and they say, yes, that's an invitation. Now you can share and the energy is there for people to really take you seriously and to know that you have the wisdom. So you see people deeply or you see systems deeply or both, and you make a wonderful guide, a wonderful seer. And know that you are a non-energy being. You're not meant to work, work, go, go, go all day. So if you've gone about your whole life not knowing you're a projector and you're like, yeah, I'm at this corporate job and people are just working all day and not tired. How is that? This person who's a parent and runs a business isn't tired. Well, they might be a generator who's completely aligned with what they're supposed to be doing. As a projector, your output should be focused on how well you saw that day not how much you did. And that's a huge thing to decondition from, from our society. Okay. Wrapping it up with the last energy type reflectors. Reflectors make up only 1% of the population. And it's so cool how all the energy types go together. The manifestors initiate, the generators and MGs are doing the output. The projectors are guiding and seeing the process or the people. And the reflectors are supposed to be there feeling their environment, and reflecting back to all the energy types on how it's going. How are they doing? What's so unique about reflectors is they are the only energy type who have all of their nine centers undefined. If you see this in the graph, it will look white. So they're undefined or open, all their centers. And what that means is that they are really a product of their environment. Wherever they are, they are taking in everybody's auras. They're taking in the environment. So environment is very important for reflectors for them to feel good. It's also very important for reflectors to be alone sometimes to release all the energies that they they take on during the day. So reflectors, you are here to reflect back to either a person, your community, or the collective, how they're doing. So as we're moving through this great change right now, and as we can put some language behind how you're feeling, there's a lot of different energies on this planet and in your communities. So if you're in a group of people that are maybe feeling fear, feeling anxious, feeling stressed, know that it's easy for you to take that on and that you're meant to, but it's great to have an energetic practice where you uh, release that or where you say, what's mine is mine, what's yours is yours. I don't need to take it all on today. And to be able to kind of hold space for everybody else because you have the wisdom with the other energy types on how they are doing. So I hope that's a load off for you as a reflector that there's, I imagine if we got a bunch of reflectors together, that is the one energy type where everybody seems just incredibly different because you are a bit of a chameleon. You can try on different identities, different emotions, (laughs) different fears, different pressure energies from your head and your root center. You can try on different environments and you can be around all sorts of different people. So reflect on your life. When have there been times where you maybe went on vacation or you traveled where you were like, whoa, I feel so good. What were you doing? Who were you with? What type of environment were you in? Or better yet, Think of something in your everyday life that you always feel good about. Is it a certain coffee shop you go to? Is it a certain area in your workspace? Is it a certain food you eat? Is it a certain person you hang out with that you always feel good around? That is your compass for what you should do more of. It's very important for you to move environments when you don't feel good. And feel free, reflect it back to whoever's there or the environment in a nice, caring way if it's invited in. But 
it's important for you to try on everything. And with that being said, your strategy is to wait a full lunar cycle when you're making decisions, to really weigh out your decision through all the different energies of a lunar cycle. Because at the end of the day, reflectors are moon beings. All the other energy types are solar beings. So reflectors are deeply connected with the moon. And so to know that like your emotions, your decision-making style is slow, it should not be rushed. You should feel out your decisions in every environment, every person you're around, everything that you walk through that changes. Feel out your, especially your big decisions on how you feel about that when you're with different people and in different environments. It's really important for you, again, to be alone sometimes. Say, please allow all this energy to release. I just want to be in my own aura. And it's okay for you to give yourself permission that you don't have to have a consistent identity. You don't have to have consistent willpower. You don't have to have a consistent work ethic. You are meant to float And really just be deeply intuitive on feeling your environment and deciding who you want to spend your time with and what you want to spend your time doing. So there you have it. Those are the five energy types. That was a little taste into the energy types, but human design is very, very layered. There are many layers to it. So your next step is to find out more about your chart. DM me if you want to find out what your energy type is. I can get that to you. And then if you are ready to take the next step, I have a wonderful human design audio guide that takes you through the first five layers of human design. It really gets you started on your experiment with working with your energy and your intuition. That is on my website at danafay.com. That's D-A-Y-N-A-F-A-Y-E.com. If you're the type of person that you know you want to go all in right away, or if you've already learned about your human design and now you would like a full reading, I also offer those that you get a very robust document and a 90-minute one-on-one session with me over Zoom where we go over your entire human design and apply it to your life or anything that you have questions about that you're walking through right now. So I hope learning about your energy type today was really helpful. Let me know what questions you have. Send me a message on Instagram or TikTok. My handle is Dana.Fay. That's D-A-Y-N-A dot F-A-Y-E. Thank you so much for listening to Ordinary Magic. I truly, truly love doing this podcast and for some reason love chatting. It must be my defined throat. And because I'm a manifesting generator, I love bringing all sorts of topics on here. So let me know what you want to hear more of. Is it human design? Is it conscious awareness? Is it astrology, numerology? I mean, you name it, anything spiritual, anything health and wellness, I would love to talk about. If you also have somebody that you'd love me to interview or bring on, send me that person as well. I am so excited to connect more with you guys, and I can't wait to hear what you thought of learning about your energy type. Ordinary Magic is a Lit Path Studios production produced by Jamie Gale and Dana Fay. Music is by Shane Ivers. Until next time, I wish you many powerful moments of ordinary magic.